Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. On Saturday, September 17th, we're going to be holding the Divine Heart of Man free workshop. This is going to be an energetic workshop for anyone out there, any men out there that are really interested in seeing what it is that we do, what it is that we offer here at MSU. The whole event will be led by Rachel Fiore, our CEO, and it's completely virtual. So it's all online. We've been doing it all through Zoom. So if you are interested, please join us. Follow the link in the description or the caption below. I'll see you there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Molly. And today, Danny and I are diving into the spiritual matrix. What is it? And what is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've both had experiences with kind of either falling into this or either nearly falling into this. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, let's just start sharing. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I grew up very Christian, very yeah. religious. And so for me, um, anything that was spiritual was satanic and mm. it was the devil. And so it's not like I ever had like friends who were like spiritual beings. Like I didn't even know what a crystal was. Literally, <laughs> Like I've seen crystals, but I didn't really know what they were because everything in that world was labeled satanic or devilish. And so when I had my awakening in 2019, it inevitably became a spiritual journey. I had no plans for that, but I started seeing 1111 everywhere. And so I think as a novice or as a newbie with no connection to this world of spirituality, I went in very blind and um, naive. And I was like, well, you guys must know all the answers because you're spiritual and I'm just learning how to be spiritual. So I'm just going to listen to everything and everyone out there. And I got duped and played and sucked into a lot of things that looking back, I had to go into that journey of seeing what I don't want to be a part of and what I'm not. And I think the thing about me that I really like, thank God, um, is that I can always feel when something don't feel right. Mm. And I'm not easily um, swayed because I can feel my soul going, they want you to turn left, but you got to turn right. And I always follow that. So, but I've had a lot of close encounters of being really raptured and taken in the world of spirituality because I thought that they were right and I needed to know the answer. So I was constantly looking to everybody that I met on my journey for what's the answer. And I always thought that they knew better and I had to learn that they didn't know better that I know best for me, um, which allowed me to really see the matrix for what it was. Yeah. And what, what is that? Well, I'll start from the beginning and I guess, you know, I both can share, but like in the beginning, I thought that everyone in the world of spirituality, um, was on the path, like was on the path to coming home to themselves. And so I remember in the beginning, like my first step into it was like anybody that was spiritual, I would listen, I would just be a student of them. So any anything that they said, I took it to be true. 
anything. I didn't doubt anything because how, why would I doubt it if they're spiritual? Mm. You know, why would I doubt it if like, if they're immersed in a world that I don't know yet, then everything they must say is true. So I found myself a lot of like believing all of these beliefs that like, I didn't ever ask my soul, like, is this right? Or is this like what you think? I was just like, oh, that's what it is. And I think the first thing that I learned was toxic positivity of like only focus on love and only focus on light. And so I would make all these videos on being like, you know, um, F fear and like, don't go into like the sadness, like F all those low vibrations. Like you just need to be focusing on like love and you just need to be focusing on light. And it wasn't until this one um, TikToker made a duet of my video and said, that's spiritual bypassing. And I was like, what's that? And that like opened up a whole new world. But that was the first of like, I was getting sucked into the love and light. Yeah, I saw a really good video by uh, Matthias Stefano the other day talking about when we raise our vibration, it's never to get out of the lower vibrations. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a common misconception of like what it means to raise your vibration. It isn't about escaping the lower vibrations. It's about raising it to a place that you can feel all of the vibrations. You can feel the shame, the guilt, the fear, whatever it is from your heart, from a place of oneness. And when we can do that, that's when the alchemy, that's when the energetic entrainment, that's when the transformation actually happens. And it's easy at the beginning when you're first dipping your toe into this world, I think to hear, raise your vibration and to, because we're in duality, it's like, well, that means fear and anything low vibration is bad and love and light is good yeah whereas the more that you do this work and the more that you kind of truly awaken it's like oh well a powerful being loves it all yeah and chooses the higher vibration but can be in that whatever it might be that's low and bring it up yeah that's the process of alchemy yeah what was your first first yeah what? like entrance into the spiritual matrix <laughs> um i was let me think the first was probably in asia mm. and i just started i just had a really dark night of the soul spoke about a lot on this podcast drank did recreational drugs way too much on the full moon party in thailand and then the next day I woke up was not the same everything was gray very deep and dark depression which lasted many years and while i was there in asia it was okay i need like i need some i start i need to start looking for answers so it was yoga that was the first thing mm. it was starting to look for yoga and the people that i met while i was traveling you know that that is a place where this matrix really is alive is like you know, let go of everything, be free and travel and, you know, wear the yoga pants and yeah. do all that. And I personally- Be free of the systems. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and it's that external, external freedom. Like, oh, my way of gaining freedom is to leave the old, the old world mm -hmm. and enter this free state that I can just float around. And it's very enticing uh, to someone who, like had lived in like the 3d for all his life like oh wow look at all these free people everyone's like hanging out smoking weed wearing flowy dresses cuddling together uh, which we'll get into i'm sure at some point um breaking that whole part down of the 
the spirituality scene um but yeah it was seeing all these like f- what what i thought at the time was free individuals mm-hmm. and everyone was wearing like similar clothes and similar speaking language. the same yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i started thinking oh i need to like start doing all that if i gotta go to yoga every day and i love yoga and i think yoga is a, f- a fantastic practice tool whatever you want to call it but doing yoga physically in your body every day doesn't mean you're authentically awakening to the programs that you run where you're not showing up as a loving being and you're not actually doing the real work to transform that that darkness that pain back into light and that's i think where i started getting lost was like seeing these people i could feel they were on like a different wavelength a different place to me and that made me feel like oh i'm like a little bit inferior mm-hmm. um and that i don't fit in and i needed to kind of change the way i look change maybe grow my grow my hair long um do all of these things wear crystals you know yeah. do all these things to be a spiritual person right and that's obviously i've realized in the last couple of years that's not the case at all yeah yeah and and the thing that i went into after the whole like um toxic positivity thing was then i started getting like really sucked into like other dimensional beings Mm. and so i got into like the palladians and the octurians and all of these things and I started not wanting to not be a human being. Mm. So what I got sucked into is F this human experience. I want to be in other dimensions and I want to be like um, with other people who are in other dimensions. So I like joined all of these things where it was like, you know, channeling the Palladians and like, you know, anchoring, you know, this and that, and like being of and out of this world. And I would make all these videos of like not wanting to be here and not wanting to have this experience and wanting to like be back in the cosmos and all of these things be. And now I look at it as like, I was running escapism, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to feel what it felt like to have all this pain. And so I got in entranced by, well, if I can just like see that, like, I'm not from here, you know, I said, like, I'm not from here, you know, like I'm from some, someplace else. I was like, yeah, we all are like, you know, we're divine beings, but I was getting sucked into that because I didn't want to be a part of the human experience, which is like contradictory because I'm here to have a human experience, but I got sucked into all of that too. Yeah. And I I mean, I love watching shows on it, um, listening to channels, but it's, it's one thing to it's the energy that you come from right which is what we always talk about it's, it's one thing to watch a show about like the Victorians, palladians kind of understand yeah with probably other life out there will come from but then to completely like get out of your hu- humanness yeah and get lost in that world that's that's where it, that's a tricky line mm-hmm. right and when i'd be surrounded by these people i would look at them and be like okay so they're all dressed like they're from the cosmos and like they're all talking like that they're from the cosmos i guess that's what i have to do to be a part of this and right. then i heard my soul going you ain't doing that it's like oh okay so that was like a big lesson for me to learn of like okay hold on i'm not an arcturian i'm a human having experience right now and so i had to you know walk away from that part too because i was getting really wrapped up in all of that mm-hmm. yeah yeah just reminded me of something keep going yeah and then 
the next, it's so funny. Like I can really look at my journey in all of these different sectors. And the next thing was like the introduction of psychics into my life. All of a sudden, all I made all of these friends who are psychics. And I was like, this is awesome. This is cool. This is great for me. Like now I get to be surrounded by people who can like channel and like, you know, I had one friend who was channeling Archangel Michael. And then I had another friend who, you know, was um, channeling, um, uh, another ascended master and like Mary Magdalene, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, this is it. This is what it is. And like, I got super obsessed with that. And I ended up putting all of these psychic friends on a pedestal. So I ran superiority, um, because I was running inferiority, I made them superior than me, which then they had all this power over me because to me, I was like, well, I'm just like a weak, nothing. And I don't channel anything and I'm not a psychic. And I, the hard lesson that I learned from all of those friendships is it don't, it don't matter if you're psychic, if you're not healing and if you're not going into yourself, like all of that stuff will be muddled and it will be filtered through whatever unhealed stuff is in there. And that was a rude awakening for me. And I lost a lot of friendships through that, unfortunately, but I had to experience that to know like, Ellie, this is not, that was a lesson and stop giving your power away to other people, mm. period. Like stop. That seems to be, that was like similar to the first share, right? Talks of positivity. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a running theme. That's your theme, right? It's my theme. Stop giving your power. And I, we all do it. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with me. Like I was looking for acceptance mm -hmm. rather than like giving my power. I just, oh, I just want to be accepted by this group. I want to fit in. I just right. want to fit in. Mm -hmm. That was always my thing. I just want to fit in. Yeah. And I'll, okay, I'll wear the beads. I'll do whatever. I'll do what I've got to do to fit in. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to be. And that for me as well, I think growing up, I didn't grow up very religious at all. Um, there was a little bit of religion in my like primary elementary school. But for the most part, I was always kind of like, I don't really know what to believe. I didn't really believe in religion. There was no one that had like a deep spiritual influence. Um, so spirituality to me was like very um elusive yeah mystical right which is the word that we want to get into shortly is like the, what is the path we're on now what is the mystical path so to me it, everything felt like oh it's like special and magical and in that there's truth there there's so much there's so much magic in the fact that the way that i define spirituality is just the interconnectedness of all things so when we believe, when we really understand that and believe that, that everything is connected, that there is a higher power connecting us all, connecting everything, like that's to me, like what spirituality is, but then you can get lost down the, well, that means I have to say brother, sister, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I have to bow every time that I see someone I have to wear beads I, I don't clap I like rub my hands or mm -hmm. do something and and that's not at all it right it, yeah it's like come come back come back to yourself yeah yeah totally and me too I just wanted to fit in I felt like this spiritual awakening was like finally I can meet people that I, in a group that I can belong to and my lesson was I couldn't fit into anywhere that I went to any group, any setting was like, I could just feel how different I was even then. And that was so frustrating for me. Cause I'm like, man, am I just an outcast period? Like, 
because every time I go to these things, like they were beautiful, but like, I could just feel how different I was from other people. And like, I was really hard on myself for that because my soul was saying like, this ain't it, this ain't it. And I'm like, my ego's like, no, we have to do this. We have to fit. And it was like, it was never going to happen. Um, another thing that, you know, I've, I've had a journey with this, but like, another thing is like, I got into like plant medicine. I've only mm. been to one plant medicine. So I, I'm acting like I did ayahuasca every week, but I did peyote for three days and I was like surrounded by all these like shamans and all these people. And I was like, Oh, this is it. I'm like, they, they have all the answers. Yeah. They are so connected and I need to be a part of this tribe and I need to follow them everywhere and all of these things. And looking back now, like I'm so grateful that I didn't, wasn't a part of it because what I witnessed and what I didn't know then what I know now is like a lot of these people were using plant medicine as a way to connect. And it was borderline. Um, what do you call it? Abusive. Like when you abuse something, like yeah. a lot of these people were doing these plant medicine, like ceremonies, like every three weeks. And it like, I thought that that was the answer, you know, because they would have these like magnificent, like fantastical out of body experiences. And like, when I did peyote, I didn't experience anything. Like I was watching all these people. I'm like, why is nothing happening to me? And then that was another form of like, man, like maybe you're just not cut out for any of this, mm -hmm. but I was getting sucked into all of that too. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that I wanted to share was 2021 before I found this work, I went to Peru. I've talked about before in this podcast and did a two week ayahuasca retreat and it was really good. I really enjoyed, enjoyed the time. It was challenging. Um, didn't have any like super like crazy experiences on the medicine. Um, but, um, it was definitely transformational to some level. Um, cause it allowed me really the time to sit with myself in a, in a little bamboo hut in the middle of the jungle for a couple of weeks. Mm. And I saw a lot, a lot came up, but I wasn't never given the tools on what to do with when stuff came up. And mm. th this was a, one of the really interesting things about that experience that I look back on. It's like, they kind of, they put you in this experience and it's just kind of like, this is what I felt. I was like, okay, good luck. Yeah. And it's not that they, are withholding things from you. It's not like they're like doing this on purpose to make you suffer. It's that nobody knows. That's why everyone's going out to the Amazon to search for something because they haven't found it yet. Right. right? I was there because I didn't know and I'm going to people that can maybe help me. But when you give all of your power away to a medicine, you clearly don't know. You haven't found your own power yeah. yet. So I went there and it was just, it was difficult the whole time. It was me working through things, but without like the actual ability to connect to myself, to connect to my heart center, to like actually tra start transforming what was coming up. Like, I didn't know that then. I didn't understand that then. And it meant that the only place that I was getting my power from and where everyone on the retreat was getting their power from, from was what, from outside of themselves, from this medicine. Mm. That's not to say don't do this. It's not to say don't go and do one of these retreats. If it's calling you, go for it. Yeah. Like that's your journey. Uh, we're just here to kind of like share what we experience. And it was the same thing there of like, I put everyone, I did what you did. I put everyone like the facilitators that were doing doing this medicine work. I put everyone as like, wow, they're, they're way above me. Yeah. Um, and they, they dress a certain way. They talk a certain lingo. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I like, I've got a long way to go. Yeah. And yeah. 
I, I was, while you were talking, I remember too, like when I was at this plant medicine retreat, the shaman found out I was on antidepressants and she basically was like, she gave me like a little bit of peyote and she was like, get off of those immediately and take this and you'll, you'll be better. And I did. And it was awful. Mm. I spiraled so hard. I went into a deep, dark night of the soul, like a deep depression. And I had to get back on the antidepressants and more because it, I know she was probably coming from a place of like, those things are so toxic. And yeah. I was in also in a place of like, I'm so weak that I need help. And like, I'll listen to anybody, especially a shaman. Right. And that was a lesson in what the hell are you doing, Ellie? Like there was no responsibility. There was no, um, like how to move myself through like getting off of these things after I've been on them for like 17 years, like there was nothing. And it was so irresponsible on her part on my part. And that was a huge lesson in like, you don't need to listen to other people. Like, look what you're running right now. They don't know everything. They don't know. Okay. You know, and you know that you weren't ready to go on those things, but I was just so desperate and I was just reaching for anything um, to make me feel better, to make me stronger, to make me enlightened. Mm. And I got really lost in that. Yeah. No, it's hard. I mean, yeah, I can only imagine mm -hmm. when you're in that place of like powerlessness, right. And you're looking for, you're looking for help. You're looking for guidance. You're looking for answers and you find someone that gives you an answer and then you follow it. Like, yeah, of course you're going to do that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I was, I wasn't cool. connected to my heart. So I, I don't know. So I just kept, I just kept listening to everybody. Just kept listening to everybody, but bless my soul because my soul would always tell me like, okay, it's time to turn right, even though they're turning left. And so I'm very grateful for that. And then that's a, that's a tricky that's a tricky thing as well, because mm -hmm. when you're not, when you really haven't attuned your awareness to understanding the programs that you run, sometimes you can think you're following your intuition or your guidance. And it's actually either one, a program or two, some other kind of entity that you don't really realize what it is that's feeding you this information. Mm. And that's, that's tricky and that takes a lot of mastery. Um, and it's, I mean, it's something that I think everyone struggles with is like understanding the difference between, okay, what is my intuition telling me right now? Or is this feeling that I'm getting that's telling me not to do this coming out of fear? Mm -hmm. And until you really start awakening to the programs that you run and understanding like, okay, this vibration of fear feels like this. My intuition feels like this. It's hard to decipher between the two. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it totally is. And I think the final thing for me was like the hay and the straw stack. No, that's not the phrase. The, the there you stack. go. Thank you. Sorry. I'm really horrible with phrases, but um, I don't even know if that pertains to what I'm going to talk about, but this was the cherry on the cake. There I, you go. there you go. Uh, I went on a women's retreat with very yeah. um, popular, well-known spiritual figures, let's say in the spiritual world. And all of them were there. All the players were there. And I went in and I remember walking into a room full of like a hundred women. And I turned to my one friend that I made there and I said, were we, did it say on the pamphlet that we had to wear a certain thing? And she looked at me, she's like, no. And I was like, then why is everyone wearing the same thing? And I was the only one, she and I were the only ones in a shirt and, and jeans. And I was like, I'm so confused. And I felt so left out. And I was like, I didn't know we had to dress in this way, like girls wearing scarves around their heads, people. I mean, they were all wearing the same, like the same designers. Like I, I was just like, I, I didn't know. I had no idea. And that 
whole three-day retreat was the beginning of me seeing through the illusions. Everything I experienced in that weekend, I was my mind was like, wait, what's going on here? And that was the first time that I started to see through it all. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a great topic because um, we've had an experience recently of, of going to an event like this and seeing how, wow, like everyone's wearing the same thing and it's very sexualized, very yeah, sexualized. Yes, a lot of sexuality. Yeah. Um, which the more that I dive into the deep work, that like sexual peace doesn't come into my divinity. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's a, it's a very interesting thing to witness and observe from a place of more neutrality. Whereas in the past, I've like seen the way that like spiritual or like communities will be very like affectionate towards one another and very cuddly and lots of cuddle parties. And I've always been kind of like, what is that? Mm-hmm. and when you're n- not kind of really seeing the truth uh it i'm sure it it can be very alluring like oh wow look feel all of this connection that everyone's giving right. me everyone's giving me so much attention yeah this is so free i've been so much in this like rigid third dimensional way right yeah disconnected like rigid and now everyone's and it's that pendulum swinging right it's now everyone's free and connecting and touching and like and that is the pendulum just of duality just swinging from one extreme to another extreme Mm. and yeah it's wild to be a part of and it made you feel what uncomfortable i just felt like this isn't it none of this really makes sense to me there was a lot of also like sexuality like the power of like sexuality and being in all of your sexual energy and listen there's nothing wrong with being sexual and it's a part of the human experience it's beautiful yes um but what i felt was very uncomfortable with how it was being taught to me and for a hot minute there i really thought that being sexual and being in my sexual power was the way to my divinity was the way to source. And so I was like, well, if that's it, then I got to dive into that. And I almost took literally a whole program course on that. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because that's not what it means to connect to source. It's a beautiful part of the, of the experience that we're here to have, but it's not what they say that it is. And I almost got lost in that because I was so desperate to feel connected. I wanted to feel connected in some way because I was so disconnected from myself. Mm. Yeah, there's so many places we could take this part of the conversation. Uh, and, um, you know, part of the work as a mystical life coach is, especially through the relationship training that we get, is to really start to unpack um, what are my sexual traumas and sexual fantasies. And wherever our sexual fantasies are, that's often a blueprint to or a roadmap back to some part of ourselves, which is wounded. Mm-hmm. So something that I can share, mine was like being attracted to ladyboys on, on, in pornography. It's like, I could never understand why this part of me was like in there. And the more that I healed and dissolved the shame that was behind just a curiosity as a child, just being a child and being sexually curious when I was younger, not allowing myself to feel that because society 
my upbringing deemed any sort of homosexuality as wrong and bad and shameful. I couldn't even entertain the thought. So as I processed that, it allowed me to dissolve whatever was there. And through healing that, that part of me, through embracing this child that just was curious, it shifted and I don't have that sexual urge anymore, which means what it taught me is like often we have these feelings and we have this part of what we think is us. And sometimes, and not saying this is the case for everyone at all. No, that's not what I'm saying. Just using me as an example. But it can be the case that, oh, this sexual urge or desire that you have is just a part of your inner child that's showing up that just needs love. So when I see a lot of people grouping together and touching each other and like being spiritual and free, the thing that goes through my mind is, oh, I, I like, I wonder what programs they're running to want that connection from all of these people. And I wonder what it would look like if they started to really tap in and, and heal that part of them, if they would still want to do that. And everyone's, you know, allowed to do whatever they want to do, especially sexually, like, go for it mm -hmm. but um yeah could there be a could there be a piece there that that you could look into and heal maybe yeah yeah and so for me i think experiencing all of those things and not feeling like i'm a part of any of it yeah and it was also interesting like to feel when i was at that women's retreat to look at all these figures that I had like been watching for like a while like mm. years following and like idolizing them and being like, wow, they have the answers. They know everything. And then being in their presence and then just feeling them and realizing like a lot of this was just a facade, you know, and this is no judgment. This is just what it is. And I get it. We all are moving through it. You know, I'm moving through a lot of my shit where I've had a lot of facades and a lot of masks, you know, no one's perfect. And I get it. And we're all on our own individual journeys. But it was interesting to be in front of them and go, wow, everything that I thought that you were on an energetic level, you're not. And mm. I get that this is um, a part that you're playing that you get a lot of attention for right. because I couldn't feel innate like power. I couldn't feel that. And this is what I felt with a lot of people that I've met who are big in the spiritual world of like when I'm in their presence, like I just open and I'm like, can I feel their the, their connection to themselves? Can I feel that? And a lot of what I feel isn't what's being portrayed online. And so I think that was like a really big wake up call of like, I don't want to be somebody who plays a role or who plays like a character and like labels it as spirituality. Like I want to be someone who embodies and integrates and walks the walk. And, but I don't know how to do that. And I don't know what that looks like because clearly it's, it's not being shown to me right. through all of these experiences and people. And like, and, and this is no, like, they're all it's they're beautiful for what they do and i'm sure they help a lot of people in whatever facets but for me it was like wake up l because we got to do the real work and what is the real work and where do i go and what is it because i don't know and that's when i really started speaking to like my higher self in the universe like i would literally just say out loud i need help like all of these people and all of these courses and these programs they're cute and they're helping me like a little but they're not getting to the nitty gritty and I don't want to have to dress a certain way and look a certain way and speak a certain way and move a certain way to be accepted. Like, I don't want any of this. So please guide me. And a few months later is when I came across Rachel Fiore and Master Self University. Yeah. And what what she and we really stand for is about the path of um, mysticism about the I mean, that's why we're called mystical life coaches. 
which um, I believe she'd done a podcast about this recently. So feel free to go back a couple and watch it called Spirituality Versus Mysticism. And, you know, what we're really here to do is say, you don't have to wear the beads. You don't have to dress a certain way. Just heal yourself. Awaken to the programs. Ellie and I still wear masks. We still run programs. We're on this journey. Yeah. But we are on this journey. And awaken to them. Awaken to the truth. And my master's degree was in uh, leadership, and it focused a lot on authenticity. Because to be a good leader, you have to be authentically you. And the more you get in touch with yourself, the more you can lead from that place. And that's exactly what this is, is like becoming more authentic and staying on this path to heal yourself fully, not getting to a certain level, getting lost in all of the attention in the spiritual world or getting lost in. We all can gain spiritual egos that, you know, when we start doing this work, it's happened with this work that, you know, layers that we've had to dissolve of like, oh, well, now I'm doing the real work that no. There it goes again. That's the same spiritual ego yeah. that wants to come out. That um, you know, at the end of the day, that part of us it just wants to feel special. Yeah. It wants it wants the attention. It wants to feel important and seen. And the more that we can recognize when we're showing up like that, the more we have a real chance of authentically awakening and actually healing in this life and not getting stuck at that certain level, wearing a spiritual ego in um in the spiritual matrix yeah it, it was interesting i met up with this new friend of mine recently and he and i were talking and he was like he was like you know i know i don't look spiritual but i am and i was like dude like that's got nothing to do with spirituality yeah. you know he was like people won't think that i'm spiritual because of the way that i dress and it's like oh my god like that's what we've gone to is like you have to look the part to be the part and it's like that's not what spirituality not is at all and in many ways we have taken that and took a big old poopy on it. And in a lot of ways it's, it's tainted and they, everybody gets grouped into one thing. And when certain people go like, Oh, you're like spiritual. And like, you're like in that role. And it's like, no, I do like real, like hard work on myself. And that's what it means to be spiritual is like taking divine responsibility over yourself to come back home to like, the truth of who you are which is a divine being of light yeah beautiful yeah. yeah fantastic yeah so to anyone out there you know if you're waking up to it if you're in it it's all beautiful i've been on quite the journey uh to get there and to see it and um that's why this is a journey you know we can't just get to the top of the mountain you don't get to the top of the mountain and look down if you didn't work hard for getting to the top you know the journey is about how hard it was to get to the top and looking back to see how much you grew and you learned and you elevated and you evolved and so i'm very grateful for all the people and the experiences that i had to get to this place to know that like i don't need to do any of that i just need to keep connecting and going within yeah let's go yeah so if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you want to set up a consultation, if you're interested in any of our offerings, any of our coaching programs, join us at Master of Self University. I'll throw a little link on here right now. Yeah. And yeah, uh, set up a free consultation with us and um, subscribe, share, comment. We love to hear from you guys and join our free Discord community. You can check out Master of Self University to do that. And it's probably in the caption below. Yeah. Yeah. And until next time, thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye.